Holy crap, it's Monday already. I don't even know what happened to that weekend. We have so much fun stuff to announce this week. I can hardly sleep. Actually, I couldn't sleep. But first, we're going to talk about the 40 under 40 record new car payments in an 18x value. Everywhere I go, 18x. really want to know who I is and who I be. They stop and stay with me. 10x. 10x value is so last year. So last year. Why? Sorry, Grant. We're talking about multi. Look. Okay, we'll get to the story, but like all the multiples are going like this, except for this one. People that understand one thing, and we may may or may not talk about it a lot, but it starts with the B and ends with and. <laughs> it, it rhymes. So it rhymes with Rand. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! There we go. We are like we we jumped into the live stream this morning, just full of energy. I could not sleep last night. Like I'm just back in that mode now where. Like, I slept fine on Friday night, slept fine on Saturday night, but, like, coming into Monday and coming into everything, like, I tried my best to refresh over the weekend, but coming into today, it's just, like, I just knew there's so much this week that my brain Well, you know what? You know what I love is, so last week in the Asodu world, and then I saw one of our teammates posted on LinkedIn, it's, like, when we don't get a Monday in a Asodu world, we feel like we get gypped. Because of the short week. We're, like... Someone cut us off at the knees, hit us on a short week, and we didn't get the energy of a Monday. So this week we got a Monday, and we're look, gonna use Team Asodu is always just like ready and raring to go on a Monday, and that is definitely the way I'm feeling today for sure. We were on a we were on a client call because uh, Kyle and I we have a little consulting thing going on called Contagious Auto, and we were on a client call, and we were doing something in the call on like on the screen, adjusting you know a presentation, <laughs> and and the client was like. Wow, you're fast. And Kyle was like, the only way we can ever do everything is to be fast. <laughs> it's the fast only is option. called survival. It's yes. the only <laughs> option for us to be fast. Uh, we're going to try to slow it down a minute here just for you on the show to talk about some important things. Um, but we're so excited that a soda tickets are live. People are buying a soda tickets, which is always exciting. I didn't check sales this morning. But this week has been a week we've been waiting for for a long time because everything we've done all the selling, all that stuff has been done without a single collaborator or speaker announcement. That's it. We're like, come to a thing. Holy it's going to be cow. great. Trust us. It's going to be awesome. And people are like, we're there. And then they're like, yes. Well, who's going to be there? <laughs> we'll Look, be there. I, I, I mean, obviously, from, from the beginning when you first started the live streams and then all the way through the last couple of years, it's no secret that we're always desiring to bring the best partners, the best collaborators, the best thinkers to the table and we're going to bring you some of the ones that have been a part of the Asodu community for a long time. Uh, some that are new entrants into the community. And then we're hoping to just bring some new faces, whether it be from inside or outside of auto retail to, to make sure that you're getting the freshest insights and, and learning from, from uh, some of the top people. So, um, you know, what we're really excited actually about today, and you'll see more about this across media is we just want to announce and thank our presenting collaborator. And real quick, Paul, before we announce that, explain what we mean when we say collaborator. Yeah, so a lot of events have a sponsor, and that means I paid money so you would talk about me. We said, you know what, we're rebranding the name sponsor because we don't like what it implies. So we're calling our sponsors collaborators because going into every one of these sponsorship now collaborator relationships, we said we need something from you, not just money to put the event on, but we need your thinking, we need your service mentality, and how can we activate at a SoduCon to serve the dealer body? We need to work together to do that. So that's why we're talking collaborators and not sponsors yep. this time. 
Exactly. Well, today we are announcing and so thankful for the collaboration of the cars.com family uh, of, of brands. They have, they have come to the table and said, hey, look, we believe in what we're doing. We trust you with our brand and we trust you to put on an event that serves the industry in a way that I mean, you, you and I both, you know, are, are good friends with Alex Vetter. And when I look back at what he did and the way he led cars.com and even the industry in the early pandemic to partner alongside NADA and, and NAMAD and, and go to the, go to bat for dealers yep. uh, as essential businesses, yep. right? Raise awareness, be in DC. That that's, that's a, that's an industry level uh, participation that cars.com is saying, Hey, we're not just a, we're not just a third party listing site. Like we are for dealers. And so for them to be coming and, and bringing that level of intentionality to a SoduCon and to the dealer network and to the industry partner network, that's going to be there uh, is just huge. So, Thank you. Thank you to cars.com, Dealer Inspire, AccuTrade, Credit IQ, uh, the family of brands there for, for coming to the table and, and collaborating with us to, to put on a SoduCon. Yeah. So um, as, a, as a presenting collaborator, right, like they're very much a part of everything that's going to happen at the show. So show them a little love. If you have a rep or you have a relationship there, send them a little text message, right? If you know Alex, have his cell phone number, send them a little text message, be like, Thank you for thank you for collaborating with the SodaCon. I'll see you there, and then go get your tickets. Um, there you go. <laughs> look, I always say, like, you find out who your friends are when things go bad. You find out who your friends are when it's not easy and you're not being successful or there's uncertainty. That's when you figure out who steps up. And, you know, what you're talking about with the Cars team and Alex did during the pandemic, right? No one knew what was going on and no one knew what the financial future was. And even them being a publicly traded company, extra layer of scrutiny, extra right. layer of financial weight. And they were like, you know what? We're going to go fight for the dealer. So uh, close, 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 close troublemakers. And we have so many more to come, but we wanted to give them some love on day number one. Uh, we're also working on a few other things. One is a brand new podcast called Auto Collabs, soon to be uh, announced more, soon to be recorded. We haven't recorded it yet, but we got all kinds of plans. And we have a name and some album art, so we're ready to go. Um, also want to mention Friday's All Things Used Car Room. Last Friday, amazing conversation that we wow. don't, want you to miss it was the, the question was does good culture sell more cars right because a lot of people will look at culture as soft skills right so the question is like well does it actually sell more cars let's get to the brass tacks let's talk about it we had a ton of operators savvy savvy dealers that have put culture first that shared some of what it has done for their organization and how they deploy so you can go listen to that um back in the all things used cars room you can link to it i think if you search it on our site how do you get yeah, so now? if you go to a sodu.com, it will be the first article that, that comes up or right in the daily pushback email. Uh, so you can find that both on our website. You can read about it as well as link right back to the room if you'd like to listen to the hour in full. And you can listen to it at like sped up time. So uh, it won't take a whole hour if you haven't listened to it yet. <laughs> Very good. Speaking of people really making change. Segway. Time. All right. I opened my email this morning. I didn't realize today was the day, but Automotive News released their annual 40 under 40 list today, and we got some troublemakers on that list this got year. That's some OGs we, up in there. <laughs> we, yeah. did, we did have some on the list last year, I will say. Um, but Automotive News from the article says, this year's stars have led digital retailing transformations, found new ways to stock vehicles during an inventory crisis, and chipped away at recruiting challenges. Here, we're going to give a special shout out 
very apologies if we miss you, if you're part of the email list or the community. Um, right. um, Ashley from Walzer, what's up? Mike Cavanaugh, I didn't know he was under 40. Man, he I know he snuck it. in though. I think it was like 38, 38 or 39. No, 38, right? 38. He, it's because his like posture and demeanor it just carries so much authority yes, that I'm like, absolutely. man, you're not in your 30s. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Secondly, yeah. I learned from all making some serious trouble over there at at driveway for no sure. No doubt. And oh, can we talk about him for a minute? Oh, we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. We'll wait. 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 Uh, Jennifer Scarbo <laughs> from Swope Hyundai Genesis. Uh, ben St. R's managing partner, CMA Valley Honda. We were just at that store not too long ago. And Jeff Ramsey, Varial Ops Director at Osman. Um, yeah. Got some trouble. Look, got some trouble. That serious trouble. I, I, let me just say, like, Ashley Cavazos directing digital performance, the, the things that they are doing at Walzer from a customer engagement perspective across the digital performance. So from CRM to digital retailing and all that, and her leading that effort is incredible. You know what's happening at Driveway and uh, Mike Cavanaugh be, and playing a major factor in what's going on there. Jennifer Scarborough taking a small Hyundai Genesis store in Elizabethtown and being so dynamic with both the culture, but also the growth of that store. I mean, if you ever go through Elizabethtown, like you know that there's not, this isn't Atlanta, Is that Atlanta, the same right? Elizabethtown from the movie? Yes, it, it is. is? It is the same Elizabethtown. Oh, okay, exactly. okay, okay, okay. Yep. So that's Kentucky. And uh, and then Ben St. Ours, uh, and just like, I, I think about him as this like well-rounded person that is doing things from a culture perspective. He's, uh, and then also like, this guy's running marathons and ultras oh, and all he's this a runner. Type of stuff out That's there. You know so um, and then you've got <laughs> Jeff Ramsey. And this guy started just a few years ago as the only person in the marketing department uh, at Jones Junction and has now grown that team. And they have exploded across social media and driven so much attention on that brand. Uh, and now he's moved into the variable operations director uh, at, at Orisman just a couple weeks ago. So kudos to him. Um, but just all around raw out and out troublemakers uh, really putting down uh, some really cool stuff across the industry. So kudos to you all. Kudos to the rest of uh, the, the other 35 that are on that list. And, and it was really cool. Just I was reading through just some of the things that, that those people had done. I'm like, Pretty man, awesome. we need we just need to, we need to get them in this community because they get right. they understand what's going on. Yes, right? exactly. They just need to find the others. Well, they found 40 of their peers or 39 of their peers. I'm on the list, and um, as usual, man, thanks to Automotive News for putting the list together, uh, and thank you for them for just getting in the dirt with us every single day. If you know one of them, hit them up. Get them, get them in this community. We need them here. There you go. Need them here. All right, uh, another, another story I saw in the Wall Street Journal is that average loan payments for new cars, average mortgage, you know, loan payment for new cars is at an all-time high, up 12%. Um, they average $686 Per month, according to Edmonds, uh, who started collecting data in 2005. So that's up 4% from just January, 13% year over year. And if you remember right, it was up a lot more from even the previous year in 2020. Um, there's a record. Here's, here's something that got me. You start thinking of a four-figure car payment. So over $1,000 for your car payment. Now 12.7% of new car buyers have a payment over a thousand dollars and get this just in 2019 it was under five percent so you're telling me <laughs> that 12 percent of americans are making mortgage payments on their car yeah that's 
wild. Well, 12% of new car buyers. Right. That's yes. true. Yeah. Fair, fair. New car buyers. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. <laughs> but still. Um, well, here's, here's what's interesting. Well, one, I think, you know, when you look at that, that, that increase, right? A 12% up year over year on used car payments. New car. Um, oh, well, yeah. And new car payments, right? Oh, right. You, yeah. Used car payments are also up 12%. Yeah. So when you look at that, you're, you're thinking like the, the 12% bump, like how many people are getting 12% raises, right? <laughs> I mean, that's just, it is, there's definitely, I, I'm starting to see a lot more conversations around affordability and how it might impact dealers. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and what's the ceiling, what's the curve here? Where's the, where's the plateau? Um, kind of an interesting conversation, but the really interesting point, and as I was reading, I'm glad you put this in the show notes that the average down payment is also up 27%. That's so, another alarm bell off in my head. Right. Because everybody's also talking about the equity position that people are going to be in, in two, three, four years. And the reality is, is that we keep on talking about this and actually Jonathan smoke in his, in his reports, is saying like, hey, look, the recession may not be right around the corner as we feel it is because there is so much disposable income still in the pockets of so many Americans. And when you think about where does disposable income go, it goes to down payments and cash cash payments for cars. And we're seeing higher volume of cash payments for cars. I'm talking to many dealers that are going from that 70% closer to 60% finance deals and then a raise in 20% uh, down payment, we may not see the equity issues that we that we might perceive in higher pricing. However, th there's this dichotomy of this higher price point of monthly payments. So there's just, there's so much that I think just awareness is, is, is really, really important, especially for mid to low tier credit, right? Yeah, I mean, and that's really where the squeeze is, right? So you look at the, they said the average new car buyer, right? They have great credit. So they've, you know, um, they've had situations in life that have, you know, they've been able to control or, right, they just haven't gotten the knocks that happen. Like, look, you give a major medical issue, right? And your credit can be ruined, right? You can be the most right. responsible person in the world with your credit and that can wipe you out. So basically you take the combination of high car prices, the payments are higher than ever, people are putting more money down than ever and still the payments are higher than ever and people are extending loan terms more than ever, sometimes as much as seven years, and the payments are still higher than ever. So if you yep. think if you're just be below like great credit tier, that is where the squeeze is coming um, probably the most when it comes to the new car market. And so it's like, like that typically happens, right? The middle class begins to get squeezed in times of inflation. It gets to be been squeezed in a time of like high, high pricing um, and, you know, market in, you know, market uncertainty. And so, like, we've been talking, we've been beating the awareness drum forever. And, like, look, if you're in the stores, you know this already, right? You're seeing it. You're FNI. Like, everybody knows it's happening. And so paying attention to it and just really leaning in on how can we talk about things to our consumers? How can we express things through our showroom process, through our BDC process, right, that are already lead off first step is empathetic toward this. Yep. First step. I, I, th there is no reason why you should not be doing customer level interviews all the time right now to, mm. to express empathy through the conversation to your community, right? Like, 
if people are doing business with you, they trust you at some level and probably at least 80% of them trust you at a pretty high level right now mm -hmm. because they're willing to do business with you. So a practice in empathy is really understanding what their mentality was through their shopping behavior and then relaying that empathy to the community that may not have done business with you before. And I think that there's a real, there's a real great brand play and a real great um, way to connect with your current customers and your future customers in a way that says, Hey, look, we understand where you're at. We're listening to our current customers. That's why people are purchasing with us. And this is why you should as well, instead of just talking to them, talk with them and you're going to, you're going to build community a lot quicker that point right now. And this is like a prime time for that. Speaking of building community. All that right. was strong. We've I, as I was saying it, I was like, "Pause." Uh, I'm, I'm like looking. You look at the segue button. Kind of like, like we're gonna rock this. It's kind of <laughs> like a volleyball game, right? The yes. serve comes over, and one of us is like, Boop. "The other one's like, oh, I see what you did there. I see, I see what you did there." <laughs> so, so we've talked about this uh, this sport for quite a few times. And we're going to keep talking about it because more and more information and studies keep coming out to explain why it's so good. We're talking today about how F1, the racing sport, became an unstoppable brand. So let's walk you back through a little history. There's a great article in Front Office Sports that just kind of spread it out a little bit. And we think this is so relevant to the position that retail automotive is in and how critical it is to the, I'm not exaggerating, to the survival of franchise retail auto as yes. we know it. This is critical to the survival, we're not exaggerating. So in F1, in 2012, the sport lost almost 25% of its worldwide audience um, and sold, had to sell shares to actually get cash injection up to it. So at the time it was valued at $9 wow. billion worldwide. In 2016, they needed another cash injection. So they actually sold the entire sport to Liberty Media for only 8 billion. So their valuation in 2012 was 9 billion, right? They sold it at a significant at a discount lost. just a few years later. And then Liberty said, we're gonna do a targeted campaign that's featured, built around content and brand, and we're gonna target the US. They're gonna feature all the teams and all the drivers in a little show called F1, Drive to Survive on Netflix. You may have heard of it. Fast forward, unbelievable. Fast forward their average viewership went from 557,000, so about half a million people per race in 2018 to 1.4 million in 2022. And they did it through content marketing and paid media. They just signed a deal with ESPN, which triggered an 18X increase in their licensing value from $5 million a season to $90 million a season. All because they understood content <laughs> and were throwing pens and I'm storytelling. I wanted to just throw the whole thing out there so you could see it. And then we can just interact on that for a second. Okay, so we're going 40 minutes on the pot. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fill the guys, coffee back no, up. We're going to need it. This is a, a media company said, what are we going to do about this valuation? We're going to put a Netflix series on, which looks like en entertainment, but really it's the most massive triggered brand play in content marketing that we have seen in the market in a very long time. And for a Netflix series to drive the value in the US economy to see ESPN 18X their current market value 
for viewership and for and for placement of the actual races like you mean if, the answer wasn't it, just buy more banner ads kyle it's uh, yeah because they didn't they it, like this is every single company brand anything should be doing this at some level right we i just said it like have the conversations create community and this is just it is textbook lesson. You should study it. You should watch the series. You should understand the way they went about creating stories, crafting people into the narrative, right? It wasn't just about racing now. It's actually about the stories of the drivers and the managers and the people within within the business and of the, the drama business. and the disappointments and the victories. Listen, the reason like, we- I, like I started watching it thanks to Tim Cox and Andy Park at Car Now. They encouraged me to watch it and just watching it, the, the attachment to brand that you have, when you watch a race, you feel like you know the person that's inside the car now. That's such, a crazy, that's such a crazy emotion, honestly, to think like you know the person that's in that car. You know what's been going through his head through the week. You know the fight he just had with the other guy. You know that he's insecure about this, right? That's the drama that life is around. The reason we bring this up, the reason we still keep talking about it is because we know there is a perception issue with franchise retail auto dealers in the general public, and we know so much of it is unmerited and unwarranted because of some bad actors and, and outdated bad practices that are happening. And we know that the rest of the retail public is not willing to step up to bat, or most of the retail public is not willing to step up to bat for retail auto dealers. They're just not right? EVs are coming in. Yep. That creates a great opportunity. OEMs are trying to rearrange their business to capitalize on the EV revolution, but also like to just give the retail consumer what they want, right? So we feel like we need to show people why they should care about auto dealerships, right? All the yep. great things that happen day in and day out, all the stories, all the drama, all the wins, all the losses, all of the struggle to truly build great businesses in great communities that serve people and mentor people and give people the opportunity to go from zero to successful, right? We just see that all day long, every day long, and we need to show people why. So we're watching F1. Kyle and I have been saying this for a couple of years now, yes. saying we need to do something like this. F1 gave us like some, I don't know, they gave us some substance to what the thinking was, but a Netflix series or something, we're cooking this one in the back. If you're thinking in this direction, let us know because obviously this needs a lot of money and it needs a lot of commitment. Um, man, I, I, mean, I guess we're just putting it out there right now. We're but, just throwing it out there. But I'm telling yeah. you, like F1 proves that it's true. Content brand marketing, just that whole proves that it's true. Storytelling. The, F, the, the F1 whole thing. thing yeah. It's just because a couple of years ago, like who cares about F1 racing? That's something they do in yeah. Europe. Yeah. Right? And now it's, it's like where well, they just had Miami, Austin, <laughs> right? These are some of the most attended you know, sporting events anywhere, all of a sudden. Yep. Why? Because of storytelling. There you go. So, oh, I'm pumped. Ready? <laughs> ready to get to it. Speaking of storytelling, you have a story to tell today. You have some people to serve. You have some meaningful work to do. We're going to get back to planning a SotoCon and make sure a Soto is giving you content every day that moves that story forward. Go get some. <laughs>